and we're going to fire this up. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warrior Maniacs, and how are you today? My name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I'm wishing you guys all a good day. So, uh, my, um, well, excuse me, sorry about that. So I wanted to welcome you back to a new episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. Unfortunately, Abs couldn't make it today. He's out doing his Christmas shopping. Maybe he's hitting the gym. Who knows where the hell he's at? But Abs, shout out to you out there, wherever the hell you are. Uh, but today I'll be joined by several of my 3T family members. We've got the George Clooney of crypto, of course, with better here, Super G, along with the always happy and joyful Jackie. And last but not least, Coach likes to call him the an NFT king. I call him the NFT prince because the king is still alive. NFT tones in the house. So that said, today on Good Morning Crypto, we are going to be discussing a whole lot of things today. We got a jam-packed news stories for you today. So we'll be talking about Ripple's progress in replacing the SWIFT uh, in 40 marketplaces globally. We'll be talking about everybody's favorite fraud fraudman, SBF, being freed on a $250 million bond. Is Justin Sun the next SBF? That's the real question. We'll talk about that. Is Solana dead or is it making a comeback? Let's see. Brazil just signs a new crypto bill into law. We'll fit, we'll dive into that and what that could mean. Uh, just uh, one of the SEC attorneys just quit after getting a little too cozy with FTX and SBF. Sorry to hear that for him. I guess he shouldn't have got so close. And our top story today, we'll be talking about how the SEC is going to ban crypto in the U.S. and what that could mean for everybody. So... Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So with that said, and before I hop into it, I just want to kick it over around the room and see how everybody's doing today. And Super G, you're at the top. So let's start with you. How you feeling, buddy? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. Just super excited. You know, I've gotten to be on the show a lot this week, so it's been great. Shelly's off today, so she's in the chat. So love you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, dude, Jackie did a great job yesterday hosting. Uh, I, I've been there. I mean, Johnny's doing it today, but Abs makes it look real easy because he's very good with the connection points and stuff. But we all have our own kind of flavor, so it's going to be a great show. Yes, thank you, Gonzo. And you're absolutely right. Abs makes it look really, really easy. It's not as easy. But speaking about easy, Jackie did a great job yesterday. Jackie, how are you feeling today, kiddo? You were awesome on the show. Everybody loves you. We're happy to have you back today. Thank you, guys. You guys are super, super positive and motivating and encouraging. And I love that. That's why that's why I stick around here. You guys make me feel good about myself. Um, I'm doing great. So excited that I'm not hosting today. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, but no, I am happy to be here. I love seeing my team. It was funny. Jeremy was like, hey, do you guys want Monday off from the Academy? And I was like looking around. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I want to see everyone. So no, um, but yeah, super happy to be here. Love all the comments in the chat. Love you guys so much. I'm sure all the other employers are going to be so happy that you want them to come in and work on Jackie, but thank God they won't have to work on Monday. 
but uh, as we wrap this intros up, NFT Toads, I see you're in the house. Looks like you just either got out of the shower or was in a rainstorm, but hopefully you're doing well. How you doing today, kiddo? Yo, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm a bit tired, but, you know, that's what happens when you stay up all night. So, uh, yeah, things are just going fantastic. Uh, kids these days, I have no idea what's going on. All right, with that said, let's hop into it. We're going to hop into uh, the, as we always do. Let me just share the screen. It'd be good if I do that. Uh, we'll start first with our Good Morning Crypto channel. You can find us, uh, uh, follow us here on Good Morning Crypto. You see the latest news notes we like to share with you there every day as we always do. With that, that number said, went up. That number went up. Yes, look Keep at that number. No, I'm just kidding. Well, ever since, ever since. Ever since Abs got Charles Hawkinson all all riled up, man, that number has been scrolling up for sure. He definitely got got that rolling, and you know, controversy is a good thing. But with that said, let's hop into the fear and greed index today. We're sitting around a twenty-seven. What's funny is that number is higher than a few of you, your ages on the show today. But really, other than that, there's nothing really significant about that. So we'll just continue to move on to the one of my favorite things, which is the bubble chart. Let's see what's happening today. Woo, we got a lot of red today. We got a lot of red. There's a little bit of green down there. XDC, that's about it. But other than that, it's going to be, it looks like a bloody Christmas, I guess, if you're in England. Lot, lots of Christmas presents. A lot of presents. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you want a dollar cost average, this is definitely a good time to start looking into that. That's for sure. But with that said, let's take a look at, whoops. Uh, let's go into the, I was looking up something last night. All right, let's go to the, sorry about that, guys. I got to go back one more here. And we're going to look it up as D Y D S. You can see what I've been, you guys can see what I've been averaging. Yeah. There's my, you're going to ask me what I've been DCA. There it is. D Y X. I'm a file and ICP. I already let the cat out of the bag. So there you go. Uh, today we're sitting at a, um, a market coin, uh, cap of $811 billion. If we go through today, we see that grip Bitcoin is a little green at 16,848, but still nowhere near that, you know, breaking towards that 17 or 19. We're kind of hanging in those lows. Ethereum around $1,200. $1, We've got BNB, $245. XRP sitting around $0.35. Cents. Cardano, $0.25. Cents, really taking a beating. Polygon, man, $0.79. Cents. That is, I got excited about that last night. Uh, I was looking at that one. Tron, Polkadot, and let's hop down to, where is it? Algorand, $0.17. Cents. VeChain, one cent in Hedera, four cents. There's my beloved Filecoin at 298. So uh, obviously you can see, Gonzo, we've got a lot of bargains out there, a lot of low prices. What are you looking at out there, buddy? Anything you're keeping an eye on? Anything you buying or are you just kind of still eyeing the market? Uh, you know, I'm just kind of just playing that kind of patient game because Bitcoin is just from yesterday. It's just moving sideways, right? It, we really do need to get above like 17,000 if we're going to get any more positive price action if you look at the charts like in the lower time frames like the minute or like the uh 15 minute one hour you get these confusing signs right we're getting like these bullish patterns or like an inverse head and shoulders but in the larger time frames you're getting a head and shoulders and then a falling wedge which is a bearish pattern right and so it's really up to the smaller time frames to kind of get us moving to see if we're going to go back up but bottom line is if we don't get above 17,000, we're going to continue on this downtrend and we're going to continue going down. So I'm kind of just waiting to see what Bitcoin wants to do because on that measure move of that uh, head and shoulders in the bigger time frames, it could bring us down to the low 16,000s, if not high 15,000s. And that's going to bleed out the uh, 
the altcoins. And so I'm just kind of seeing what it does. Hey, Gonzo, Susie points out here at number 13.3. I know she's great with numbers, and I've heard this number too. What's your thoughts on uh, – I know when, when you were looking at this, do you see the lows if we were to go below 16? Is the 13.3 likely, or what are you seeing on the low end? Um, so what I was looking at, and I showed this to Jackie when we were together in Arizona, was 13.7, and that comes from the monthly chart. I think Waters Above did a video. I think his number was 13.7 too. But mm. if you look at the monthly, um, this month's uh, – monthly close uh, there's a very thin layer of support at 17.5 and right now it looks like the monthly close is going to close below that so if we close below that 17.5 on the monthly the next bottom of the support where we have a lot of support is that 13.7 number that that's where that i think that comes from that's what i'm looking at so i'm definitely paying attention to the monthly close to see if we're going to get above 17.5 so that we the next level up would be 19 or if we're going down, right? But yeah, 13.7 is definitely a good number. Yeah, makes sense. And you know, this is interesting when you start to hear stuff like this. Yeah, bro, Mike saying, overheard his bar customer the other day telling his friend crypto is officially dead due to FTX. That usually tells you we're probably near the bottom because when that bar customer starts telling, you know, the bar man that uh, he, crypto is great and he loves it and his grandma is in it. You know, you're at the top. But what do you think, Jackie? Are we near the bottom here in the crypto market? Or do you think we still got another leg to drop? Um, I'm in agreement with Gonzo on that one. I am kind of holding off right now. I do think that we might have a little bit lower <laughs> to go, um, especially kind of going towards the end of the year. You know, I remember quite clearly, you know, people text or people taking, um, what do they call that? Tax harvesting. And tax, like yeah, yeah. Tax loss harvesting. That's the other mm -hmm. thing that's that's happening. Yeah. So that coming towards the end of the year, I am, I am definitely being cautious over the next week. Um, just, just to kind of see what happens. Hey, if we do break up at the beginning of the year, whatever, um, I don't think it'll be that much. Uh, but yeah, definitely patience is key right now. All right. Well, with that said, we're going to hop into our first article of the day. Everybody's beloved rat snake weasel. Here he is off the chart. Sam Bank Freeman, guys. Yes, it happened. He has been freed uh, on bond on a $250 million bond from jail uh, since his first court appearance uh, being here in New York. And I guess he is told he can live, get this. He can live with his parents, just like every other millennial does. He gets to go back and live with his parents on a $250 million bond in Palo Alto. I'm sure he's eating nice vegan meals as well. How nice, how convenient, but let's hop into this here. So uh back Freeman release was secured by equity in his parents, Palo Alto house, California. A long list of requirements was required for him to remain free while he faces these charges. Let's see. Let's see how bad they made his life. So, A, he's not able to make financial transactions over $1,000. He can't open lines of credit. He can't leave the house except to exercise. And he must go through substance abuse and mental health treatment. So it looks like they really, really ruined his life. I could see how, you know, not being able to spend over $1,000 might be so difficult for him. But, Gonzo, maybe you could talk a little bit about this $250 million bond for some of our folks out there who may not be clear on how bonds work. Did his family really put up $250 million so that he can eat vegan meals in his house? Or how does that work? No, I actually didn't. I know that like on crypto Twitter, people were really upset that he, that he got, he was able to bail out. Right. And, and what people need to understand is one, you had Bernie Madoff who they compare him to. He bailed out. Right. And his bail was $10 million, but the way bail works, 
bail is kind of like a right that we have as part of the criminal process. So you knew he was probably going to be able to bail out, but it's a $250 million bail, right? But they don't actually pay $250 million. They pay 10% of it, right? And so what his parents did is they put up collateral, they put up their house. So the judge valued their house in Palo Alto, which is a very affluent area. That's literally like 40 minutes away from where I'm at right now. Um, but it's, uh, it's like $5 million. I think another relative put up some collateral and then for the other 21 million and then an unknown person because it can't be all family members. Now, if he bolts, then his family loses their house, right? That's how it works. Um, they, that's why they put up the collateral. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I tweeted something last night about BitBoy. Like, I wonder if he's going to come out. And he actually um, retweeted it on, on his thread and uh, saying, if you don't know already. So uh, we'll see if uh, BitBoy comes out to my area. That'd be pretty cool to hook up with him. So here it is right here. Gonzo mentioned that Palo Alto, he'll be in his backyard <laughs> and asked if BitBoy would come. And it looks like BitBoy's saying, hey, don't rule it out. I may be there. It's really yeah. great because BitBoy's been like the Geraldo Rivera of the of this crypto story. I love it, bringing us the, the truth and trying to get out what's happening. But I think, you know, someone mentioned in here, you know, oh, his house is not even worth, you know, $100 million. How did they put it? How did he get out or how did they get it? So, folks, Gonzo just told you the answer. He doesn't, they yeah, don't 5 have, million. To have, they don't have yeah, to have $250 million. They only need 10% like the fractional banking reserve system. So it's <laughs> 25 only, million. That's 25 what they need collateral, 25 million. So they got five out of the house and then another one, 21 million. There was some collateral by another relative and then an unknown person. But they only needed to cover 25 million because it's 10% of the total bail. That collateral was probably hidden in one of his relative wallets that was transferred while he was at FTX. <laughs> well, remember, he made $40 million in donations. That's what what he's saying. 25, it's like, that was he all was out of jail. He planned yeah, his exactly. own bond. Exactly. All get out of jail free money. No question <laughs> about it. Oh, hey, Gonzo, there's a question for you. Are you going to visit him like BitBoy did when he's in jail over there? Are you going to bring him his vegan meals? <laughs> uh, you know, I could. I do have an aunt that literally lives like 15 minutes away from there. So maybe I'll have to go like drive by his house and take a yeah. selfie in front of it. Priceless, priceless. All right, let's keep diving into this story here. So prosecutors have been closing in on the disgraced crypto frontman inking plea deals. Uh, through his inside circle. It's just like, reminds me of the whole mob thing. Like they literally, it's like literally taking down a godfather, right? What do you do? You go get the underbosses and you get them to flip. You get them to be rats. And uh, what you can see here is Caroline Ellison, his, uh, the former CEO of Almeida. And I think it was his girlfriend too. I guess that didn't work out so well. And Gary Wang both flipped on him and pleaded as um, um, guilty in this thing. And they're going to be, providing evidence against Sam Bank Freeman, uh, against Fraud Man. Uh, so they will be obviously the two most key witnesses in this case moving forward. They've already admitted playing active. Listen to this. They admitted playing active roles in the company's fraud. It is likely to be the case against them. They admitted that the senior management team was aware of lawbreaking in the movement of customer funds between the two firms. Unbelievable tones. They're literally out there. They knew they all they kind of knew exactly what what's going on. They knew exactly what was happening right from the get-go on this whole thing, Tones. How does that make you feel as a young millennial, whatever the heck you are? Um, that these guys, you know, and they were no more older than you that much, were running this corporation knowing they were doing it under criminal activity. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It just shows you how the world works. I mean, a lot of people are scumbags. I mean, if you look at it, 
Look how many NFT projects Rog pulled and how many shitty meme coins came out. It just shows me that half the world is actually scumbags and that you people need to actually... I, I You guys got to change. The world needs to change. We can't keep living the way we are. The way that this is going on, it's actually really screwed up. The fact that people knew what was going on and they let this go on without saying anything, now they have to face the penalties. But I mean, this is just absurd and insane. None of this should ever be allowed to happen. I mean, people really need moral rights. This is really screwed up. And this really speaks to more why we need regulation. But let's keep going on in the article here, Jackie. So Bankman Freed already has given up his passport. He'll be fitted with a tracking device. He gets a nice ankle bracelet. See, that's it. I wonder if that's going to be a Gucci bracelet or what kind of bracelet he's going to get. But that'll get put on him to secure bail with their with their home, as Gonzo rightfully pointed out. It says here the charges against Friedman as FTX courts further illuminated the illicit flow of customer money between FTX and Alameda. Obviously, they were, you know, sending money back and forth, which is client money they shouldn't have been doing. Um, it described how the senior executives falsely propped up the apparent value of FTX, which is we all know they printed a bunch of FTX, like the Federal Reserve, <laughs> said it was worth a bunch of money, then tra- traded it in for actual real money in USDT and then started spending that. So it was all built on a house of cards here. Um, but we see here the the good the judge here said that the monitoring device would go very far to provide assurances that um, he wouldn't leave. And because of his popularity, he'd be very difficult uh, for him to find a hiding place. But what we talk about here, Jackie, unsealed plea agreement says that as long as she's helping, this is Ellison, the, the investigation, as well as any law enforcement agency, she won't face any criminal charges. How nice is that? You get to live the good life hanging out in the Bahamas, doing all cool things, get a little tiny $250,000 bond, which now means she only has to put $25,000 up, and she's going to get to pretty much go free for ratting on her ex-boyfriend. But Gensler said Wednesday night, until crypto platforms comply with time-tested securities, there's always risks that are going to happen to this crypto space. What do you think, Jackie, here? Is Gary right? Is this always going to happen in this industry, or what do you see in the long term? I think this is a big, um, this whole event that happened, I think is a big uh, regulation bring about her. I'll just make that word up. Um, because this this was an issue that we were kind of overlooking. Everyone was just so, um, I mean, everyone was looking at the library case, uh, the X, XRP case, um, the Ripple case with, with bringing about regulation. But I think this case here um, is going to bring about a lot of regulation with regards to crypto exchanges and with regards to future like banking companies when it comes to crypto. So um, this whole event, um, a lot of people, I I love the scenario that Coach JV brings to the table where all of these companies that are getting involved with bringing about um, central bank digital currencies and and you know JP Morgan's coming about with their own to- with their own coin and things like that this is i believe this whole event is is really key and insightful into bringing about regulation for future banking um, companies down the road ripple i believe will be one of those JP Morgan will definitely be one of those so all of these this is bringing about regulation that all of these other new companies if being new or or already formed banking companies switching over um, to becoming cryptocurrency banking companies in the future. So again, another, another charade, but yeah, helping, helping in the long term with regulation in regards to that. 
Yeah, we'll see how that regulation comes out and what happens there. I just want to give a shout out to my man, Joey Pelletieri, South Carolina Italian Army. Woo woo. All right, good man. So, with that said, next article we got up now. The question is who will be the next SBF until we get regulation and we get that thing all structured and set up in place? You may continue to see things like this. I found the story fascinating. Tron's Justin Sun. So Tron was something that not so popular now, but it was launched in the in the in the prior bull run. And from what I heard, it was pretty popular. I wasn't in the bull run back then. But Tron's Justin Sun was the secret top client of the crypto asset manager Valkyrie. You might have heard about Valkyrie. Uh, turns out he was responsible for the vast majority of, of Valkyrie's division asset assets under management. Um, so you're kind of starting to see, well, let me go through this. So Tron founder Justice Sun, one of the richest gurus in crypto, had a good chunk of his BTC, about $580 million of it, stashed away under an asset fund manager in one place, and that was in the Valkyrie um, Digital Assets LLC. That amounted for 90% of Valkyrie's division, all right? So 90% controlled by one man, never, ever a good thing. So in other words, Valkyrie's investment manager, uh, pitches crypto product and these guys pitch crypto products to Wall Street investors and they mostly relied basically on Justin Sun and they didn't even know it. It's just another example of centralization in crypto and an industry ripe with whales basically being able to carry out their clout without, um, you know, in spite of it being a decentralized idea. So, Gonzo, what does it say to you that we've got literally these monster whales out there in crypto, but literally can control anything? All these things that you feel are legitimate you know firms or, or investment things and yet you find out this one guy pretty much behind the whole thing yeah we're getting to like kind of peel back the curtain and see what's behind everything and what we're starting to find is that things are very interconnected and very centralized right valkyrie uh is basically made up of justin's son right and a lot of the products that they were pushing were based on the tron blockchain right Tron is another one that has an algorithmic stablecoin, which is what happened with, with, which is what UST was, right? It was an mm -hmm. algorithmic stablecoin that got attacked and it went to zero, right? So he gets a lot of heat about that. But what we're starting to see is whether, and we know that FTX was a fraud, right? It was all a sham. But whether it's Alameda and FTX, or now we're seeing Valkyrie with the Tron blockchain, I think you're going to find this more and more that you have these interconnections between these protocols and hedge funds or hedge funds and exchanges. And it's not as decentralized as we think. And that there are, are just a few people that have a lot of money that are in control of everything, right? And that's where you're seeing um, all these backdoor deals where they're, 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 they're using leverage, right? They're getting uh, loans that are not collateralized, right? Because if we go to Nexo or whatever the landing platform was and we wanted a loan, we had to give one and a half times the loan we were getting, right? And we got margin calls. But you're finding that these hedge funds were getting loans and there was no collateralization. And then when the market corrects, everything goes bad and then uh, they have to file for bankruptcy and then the normal investors lose their assets. So that's how it's kind of playing out. Yeah. And Jackie, Sun's relationships here with Valkyrie popped up in ways that benefited his empire. For example, he built investment products for Justin's tokens, such as Tron's TRX and his BitTorrent. He also promoted Tron using blockchain networks, developers' own marketing materials. 
and it even let Tron share its spotlight on Wall Street. So you can obviously see, you know, that one guy was getting all the attention. Obviously, we know why now, because he pretty much was running the company or at least put up all the money for the company. Uh, the financial lives of individuals are almost nobody's business, right? I think we all agree privacy is important. However, in situations like this, the depth of the relationship does matter in the public eye because it raises questions about you know, Valkyrie's reliance on a single client for their growth. Tron issued, uh, for example, an algorithm, sta algorithmic stablecoin that researchers, as Gonzo has pointed out, derided as a clone of the doomed Luna. Jackie, what's your thoughts on this situation where literally one man can run the whole show? I, I love to look at scenarios like this. I mean, since being a part of the 3T Academy, we're very much aware of, you know, uh, big companies behind the scenes, big venture capitalists, things like that, because we do that research. Um, these types of situations are on a smaller scale of of a macro level of how the actual world works, you know. So everyone, everyone is in their, um, you know, they have their ties. They have every big company, successful company on on earth. Who are the top investors? <coughs> it's BlackRock. It's Vanguard. You know, we're seeing the same thing in the crypto space. Everything. Um, all of these big companies, they have their own, um, you know, network of people who they know. And whether that's, I mean, we say, we kind of have this argument all the time in the office, whether that's, uh, you know, by divine design, or it's just the fact that, hey, I know Gonzo, I know Tones, I know Johnny, I'm going to start up a company and we're all going to go in on it. You know, we could kind of make the comparison, um, which don't take this the wrong way. I want to clarify beforehand, but with the 3T Academy, you know, we kind of have our own ecosystem. Um, we're, we're launching different projects and things like that. And eventually, you know, I hope that we become so big that maybe some people are looking at us and they're like, you know, what's going on here behind the scenes? Every, everything, you know, Johnny Crypto's in, everything Gonzo's in, everything Tones is in, right? You know, I, I wonder if it eventually, it just raises the question in my mind. I know I'm a little off topic with that, but it eventually gets to that point. You know, you just have a lot of people on the same vibration and frequency creating. Um, but again, it, it also comes down to morals. A lot of the things that these people are doing, right, they definitely get offset, um, where morals and ethics are like flushed down the toilet. So I do think that uh, that is an issue with, with this type of thing. But to bring it right back to the article, um, sorry for going off on a tangent. I do think that um, this will bring about regulation as well. So many types of these things. I mean, Gonzo mentioned Terra Luna, um, Tron and Valkyrie, same thing. I think these types of things launching their own um, tokens on on their exchanges on their platforms is going to bring about a regulation type from the sec too <laughs> and regulation is definitely much needed tones when we look here uh sun's money touched every section of the business from separately managed accounts to trust and even valkyrie's bitcoin future exchange traded fund um his la his having those large assets under management can help the fund manager promote itself to pr prospective clients and potential financial bankers. They say here, bigger is better. I'm not going to comment on that because uh, I can get myself in trouble if I do. But for a few months this year, Valkyrie did have another whale or major investor. It signed a $700 million partnership to manage the charity funds for crypto protocols called the NEM uh, coin. Weeks later, the company said that it was um, it surpassed a billion dollars, but that deal fell through. However, tokens on Suntron's Sun's Tron blockchain anchored Valkyrie's TRX Trust. It's one of the largest 
at $37 million for people familiar with the family. So when we look at it here, uh, it says here, it's not exactly clear why Sun, a knowledgeable crypto funder who recently told Coindesk he self-custodies most of his tokens and also had custody partnerships with Binance, who will be fireblocked, would put so much Bitcoin in one of these things called SMA. So an SMA is a portfolio management product that Valkyrie sells to investors who want to directly own crypto, but leave the fuss of buying and selling to the money manager. So it's kind of like you know a, a stock manager or a stockbroker kind of just managing your portfolio for you. However, what they say here is having one whale on an SMA doesn't necessarily pose a threat to the clients, although I disagree, but it could become problematic. Here we go. For an asset manager's fee revenue and its ability to pay the staff if that client decides to leave. Again, if you had a hedge fund manager that owned six out of seven pieces of the pie, he certainly could swing the budget one way or another. So what do you think, Tones? What's your what's your whole feelings on a, a story like this? All right. So what I want to say here is uh, I, I feel like not financial advice, but like after seeing everything since Tron has a stable coin that is closely to Terra, I mean, I, I just feel like it's best to avoid Tron in all sense of the matter because like what if the same thing it's using an algorithmic stable coin right and we've seen with these they have supply stabilization issues so we know right now that anything with this uh algorithmic algorithmic stable coin it's best to avoid and i wouldn't be surprised if tron is another cryptocurrency that we see die due to the fact that it has an algorithmic algorithmic stable coin so for me, and like I said, not financial advice, I'm avoiding Tron at all costs now. So, Tones, while we people should avoid Tron at all costs, one thing they shouldn't avoid is the smartest way to track your crypto. Let's go find out how they can do that. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. So, so even when Abs isn't here, he's here. But uh, yeah, guys, you know, if you're looking to secure your portfolio, to understand your portfolio, to know what it's doing, and to create exit strategies... Click on the link below in this video. Get on the wait list. We are getting close to launching Merlin. We're super excited. Probably sometime in earlier, mid-Q1 of 2023. But you want to get on that wait list now. You'll be getting our newsletter, and you'll also be getting updates. And when we launch, you'll get the notification through the email. So make sure you get on the wait list uh, down below. Click the link. So that said, let's hop over into our next story. We got so much news Solana, everybody, you know, Solana was everybody's, was the beloved crypto of 2022. And right now the question is, is it going to survive? Is it being abandoned by its developers? Let's find out what's happening over here. Let me just make this a little larger. So we see here, um, 
It's not the news of Solano that investors that the it's blah. It is not news to the Solano investor that the altcoins capitalization was one of the hardest hit by the FTX collapse. The question is, are developers also fleeing the cryptocurrency, right? Because we know if there's nobody developing it, well, then there's a high probability that it's probably going to fail. So this was interesting. So we all know now that Sam Bank Friedman was one of the biggest supporters of Solana. It makes sense why I was getting such a hard push because my man was splashing the cash wherever he could, making, um, however, to make an even more negative impact on the altcoin than the network outrages that the cryptocurrency had experienced over the past few years. Solano is known to be the big star of NFTs. Tones, you should know all about that. It has one of the largest marketplaces is in the arena, second only to Ethereum. In the world of NFTs, the altcoin marketplace is still recognized by Solana. Tones, what's your thoughts there? What can you tell our our uh, our listeners there, our, our, our viewers? Are you using Solana anymore? Is it still popular out there? What's happening with Solana from your I'm perspective? Still, I still am using Solana. I mean, it's hard to say what's going to happen. I mean, there was a lot of money pushed into it from Sam Bingman Friedman. So, I mean, it is difficult to say. However, I do think there is still more big money behind Solana. It will be interesting to see if the project is actually abandoned. But personally, and this is not financial advice, everybody go do your own research. I think that Solana will survive due to the fact that there's so many projects, so many games, so much things out there on the Solana protocol. Now, however, don't get me wrong. There is still a lot wrong with Solana, the Solana protocol. It should have never been released in the first place. All the amount of bugs and everything, all the crashing, it's not something that should have been here in the first place. It's something that they really needed to reevaluate. But however, it was something that they pushed out and something they're working on and doing fixes over time. So it'll be interesting to see what really happens with Solana. I do think that Solana does have a place in the future, but we'll just have to see. Well, you can see here, according to information from the data aggregator Terminal Token, uh, the active developers of Solana de Solana software decreased more than 90% in 2022. It represented the departure of 2,425 developers. It also demonstrates that the altcoin network would have ceased to be interested in, uh, even before, because this is throughout the year, right? So FTX just happened now. This is a combination of all the entire year. So it's saying that Solana was actually losing people. Um, however, there is a problem here in the terminal token analysis, as people said. Um, in order to capture the data development, the platform only considers direct individual contributions to Solana's software repository. The development of other software is not belonging to that cryptocurrency foundation is not considered. So the reality is there could be a lot of people developing outside of that. Uh, for that reason, Solana's community <laughs> attacked this information. So, we're trying to get to the truth here, Gonzo. According to the research security firm SEC3, at the beginning of November, Solana was one of the fastest developing altcoins. Looking at the unique number of developers, 25,000 have written, deployed, and audited programs on the cryptocurrency. This is because of Finbold's data revealed that the crypto ranked only ninth in the GitHub's uh, development activity. It does say here the lead was in the hands of guess who? Cardano. Adam and Polkadot. Those are the, they took the first three in terms of it. But so, you know, looking at this Gonzo and looking at the development activity, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Solana is here to stay? Does it have a chance of survivor? Is Solana in a lot of trouble? Um, you know, I think it really comes down to like risk versus reward, right? In the middle of this whole FTX thing, they had breakpoint. And if you saw any of the news stories or any of the pro projects that were at breakpoint, 
there was a lot of development that was going on in Solana, especially like in the uh, in the gaming aspect and NFTs. But um, you know, we know that their main backer SBF is now gone, so you don't have that influx of money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a huge sell-off. Uh, with FTX when they were trying to defend the FTT token. So I do believe that they either sold all of their Solana or maybe they got close to. I'm not sure about the Alameda side, but I know that FTT was trying to defend the F, um, FTX was tr- d- trying to defend the FTT. That's a, like a tongue twister peg. And so they sold off a lot of their Solana. Um, the price is really beat down. Um, it just becomes a question of, you know, can we make the all-time high again, right? Because there was so much money into it that they were pumping it that we really don't know what that all-time high should have been or it should be. For me personally, I'm willing to take a small piece of my investment portfolio and put it into Solana, but I'm also willing to let it go to zero, right? It's not a big chunk. It's like how I deal with other venture capital things Um, because I do believe that, you know, there was this thing around Solana uh, they were getting the bugs out and that it was more like the narrative around Solana was the consumer's blockchain, right? For like the everyday person. And I think that's a very strong narrative. We just don't know how low it's going to go, especially if Bitcoin decides to drop down. Uh, $12 was a strong level. I think the next level is eight. Um, so I'm waiting, but I am willing to put, and this is just me personally, to put a little bit of money in it and see what happens. I don't know if we'll be able to get to all time highs, I think they have a lot of work to do, but it'll definitely go back up in the next bull run. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to CJV who's out there. Uh, we love you, CJV. Appreciate you. Uh, glad to have you aboard here. Uh, but you're right, Gonzo. I, you know, there is some interesting news around Solano. It's kind of like it's struggling, but it hasn't died. And take a look at this news today. Solano becomes the second largest NFT ecosystem, despite everything that's happening today. It had processed $50 million in F- NFTs in 30 days. And if you want to get a sense for what that means, if you take a look at it, the 30 day uh, sales volume metric, top 50 million, other networks such as Immutable X, Cardano, Polygon, BNB chain, and all those were way behind, so far behind that, that they were saying the Solano, which is now up to 60 million is four X more in sales than the rest of them. So I kind of agree with you there, Tones. Uh, in jo- Johnny, can I add something real quick? Yeah, it's sure. Funny. There, there's something that I found out recently. You know, Solana gets a, a big, uh, it gets it takes a lot of hits about venture capital, right? That there's a lot of venture capital that was wrapped up in it. But actually, when you look at the numbers, um, <laughs> actually, Matic Polygon actually has more venture capital that's tied up. I think it's a better team, right? Because the way that their business partnerships are developing is huge. So they have a better team. But when you look at the venture capital, I think it's kind of an unfair comparison where sometimes people put a hit on Solana saying, oh, it's a venture capital coin, but there's actually more venture capital money tied up into Matic. Uh, I do think it has a, a, a better uh, a better team and full disclosure, you know, I hold Matic, uh, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I agree with you though, that while, you know, Solana is, uh, you know, I agree with you that they're going to be here to stay. I think they've, they've already cemented themselves. They're the number two leading platform nft uh, nft platform in the space there you go jackie number leading you know so with them leading the platform here and you know we talk about this all the time they're kind of already embedded into that they've planted the foundation yes the technology had bugs yes sbf was providing a lot of money behind them and that has gone and we've seen them pay the price in terms of where they are now 
price-wise, but you haven't seen them collapse to zero. That tells me there are a lot of retailers willing to support it who believe in it. And I think it's actually, I don't, again, I can't say this. I can't tell you. We're not financial advisors. I do personally believe you're right, Gonzo, that it is worth putting a little money into it here, dabbling, because this thing could recover in the next bull run. I would not be, if it's still here by 2024, this thing's absolutely, in my opinion, going to skyrocket. But Jackie, wonder what you're thinking. I know you're into NFTs, and I think you had the little walking one there that I think was on Solano. What's your thoughts on Solano? Are you still a believer in it, Jackie, or do you think Solano's in trouble? I might get so much shit down the road for, for my little walking NFT on Solana. Um, I'm actually still using it, guys. Uh, no lies. I'm still using it. They have a little Christmas event going on. Um, the team that's actually developed that, they have other projects like a, a marketplace and things like that that they're developing. So they're pretty active in the development space. They might have something going on with that project in particular. I don't know. So I'm just somebody who's in the midst of a bear market applying my faith in in different projects kind of like what gonzo said um i'm just kind of cracking up at some of the comments in the chat that that our listeners have about the coding and the you know the back end of solana i'm not a coder i don't know anything about the techie side of crypto so i'm a little more in gonzo's boat um and i'm appreciative that we can give that aspect and that perspective to people you know we don't really we don't look at a develop the we don't we do research but we're not coders so um that's as far as that goes it you know when it comes to investing you can kind of take that standpoint uh-huh. speak for yourself jackie i have a minor in computer science coding oh i said gonzo i, mean gonzo. I did not mention your name <laughs> you have easy, a minor tones. in coding tones take it easy tones. take it easy take it easy wait though wait though i have an argument back to back that tones are you graduated do you have that minor or are you working towards that minor right now? i have one class left in oh so you don't have I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. I have one class left in that minor. I have, I've got currently my degree. It it is framed, but it's a reminder every day that you do not need to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Touche. I want to answer Dynamite's question. Is the Solana phone out yet? No, it is not out yet from what I've seen. Um, I don't know if the team has heard anything different, but I know Solana is working on it. And that could be a game changer. And another reason why, again, I'm not I'm not afraid to do like Andrew says, put two to five hundred dollars in it and you see what happens. And I see people in the comments here saying that, oh, we're back in uh, SBF. No, we're not back in SBF. <laughs> we're just looking at a Solana technology that, again, could be a potential uh, good investment in the long run. But with that said, I want to turn yeah, S- to- SBF, Johnny. SBF is not Solana, right? Solana exactly. got kind of sucked into the whole thing, but SBF didn't create Solana, right? Like they were a blockchain that was created and he invested heavily in it and they're paying for it, but it's two separate entities. Uh, you know, he doesn't represent what Solana is. Solana is its own blockchain. And if you went to Breakpoint, you would see all the development that's going on. Uh, I mean, like, like Johnny says, I, I, if they can survive the next like year and a half and they have enough runway, um, I, I, they're going to be around for the next bull run. I, I 100% agree with you totally. And that is a good point. I think people don't realize that. I think people think FTX started Solana. They didn't. They just started funneling a lot of cash to it and got behind them and supported them. Not sure the reasons why, but it doesn't, you know, they're definitely not there no more. And I think with that cash pulled, you're seeing the, the, the resultant of that. But I want to get to our top story of the day. Uh, 
here, our main man, the SDS, oh, our main man, Gensler here. FTX case may bring down SEC, may bring on the SEC one step closer to banning crypto exchanges. This would be horrible for the entire industry. So let's hop into this, Jackie. SEC uh, appears to be compiling illegal ammunition to take on the beating heartbeat of the global crypto economy, what we call centralized crypto exchanges. So on Wednesday, the SEC announced charges against two key allies. We know that already uh, against Fraudman's friends, Caroline Ellison and Darren Wang. In addition to revealing that Ellison and Wang flipped on Friedman and are not fully cooperating, <clears throat> it appears to be escalating that it's assault on the entire crypto markets as a whole and not just the assets. So what I mean by that is the, that's you know being consistent with the agency's recent successful suit against the library attack. It's no surprise that the SEC charged Ellison and Wang for securities fraud and manipulating the price of FTT. But the complaints language regarding FTT went further be notable. And this is what's kind of scary. So right here, Jackie, Wednesday, they complained about FTT and then liquid crypto asset security. But this is subtle, but very crucial point that the SEC now views FTT as a security in itself, regardless of the manner in which way it was offered or sold. And the reason why this is extremely significant is because now they're literally calling FTT an exchange crypto security token that was integral to FTX which means it's a shift in how they're going to be able to come after the industry. So Jackie, now that FTX is kind of helping the SEC to change the game, how concerned are you that we may see no longer the SEC going after tokens per se, but literally the exchanges themselves? Yes. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was kind of referring to earlier. Uh, so a lot, almost almost every exchange I can think of has offered their own token. Um, and so this is going to be something that's minus Coinbase, right? Coinbase doesn't have their own token. Well, they back USDC. USDC. I mean, they have their own stable coin. Yeah. Um, right, right. Okay. So... Yeah, I think I think that this yeah, this is definitely going to be something that brings about regulation. Like they said, what was that phrase, Johnny? Can you bring up the article one more time? Yeah. Just in the blue. Um, yes, an exchange crypto security token that was integral to FTX. Oh, wait, no. Where? Yes. So that was integral to FTX. So that was. Th yes. So any exchange that brings about their own token then would be considered. Yes. So that's, that's what I, looking at more of a macro perspective of this down the line. So down the line, this is my opinion that we will see um, a lot of companies flip into cryptocurrency banks that are going to, to uh, handle your crypto for you. I believe that, um, and this is, this is actually from coach JV. And I, I agree with his perspective that JP Morgan will eventually become a cryptocurrency, you know, managing bank. Um, Ripple itself will become a cryptocurrency managing bank. These types of companies um, will follow the types of regulations that come about because of this type of event and and the companies that will manage cryptocurrency for the masses. Yeah. And Tones, this is probably the most crucial part of the whole article, which has me nervous. If the SEC can get courts to agree that crypto tokens like FTT are securities, regardless of how they're offered. So if it was just attached to an exchange, 
The agency would be able to go after more than just the projects themselves. The SEC could actually target the intermediaries that sell those tokens in the context. So basically, this means major crypto exchanges like Coinbase, Kraken, and Binance could be exposed to immense legal liability permitted to participate in the crypto exchanges like New York Stock Exchange, or they'd have to shut down. I know you have some comments here. What's your thoughts? So uh, I think this article is a bit wrong. I don't think Kraken has its own coin, does it? No. It does not. No, it doesn't. So Kraken no, would doesn't. Be, I think Kraken would be actually excluded from this list because it doesn't have its own coin. So this article is a little misleading there. And second of all, uh, the question is, what about hot wallets and cold wallets? Because they still let you trade, but they're a bit different. Would those still be targeted? Because they don't have – I don't think – I don't quote me. I don't know which hot wallets or cold wallets, if any, have their own coin. I don't know if Trust Wallet or Exodus have their own coin. But if they do, then yeah, they do. They do. So yeah, trust. Be, they yeah. might be treated like an exchange. So the question is, where do you where where is the best place to keep our money if these exchanges could possibly go down? That's the question that I have for everybody. Yeah, I think that's what that is. What well, we, that's what we're gonna have to find out. It's one of the things we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we've got 171 viewers. Please smash that like button. Give it an elbow warrior drop. Break it. Hit it three times. Not not once. Not two times. You gotta hit it three times. All right. Don't hit it two or four times. All right. So let's just dive onto this story and wrap this up, Gonzo. So with the library decision, does it that does it provide what the library decision does provide as a major step forward in the SEC's quest to label all tokens as a security? And that is indeed a very, very significant thing. Cohen says the SEC has changed gears. Instead of going after projects, they now want to go after the marketplace and the intermediaries. Gonzo, I'm a little perturbed to how they kind of used library in here to say that because of the library decision, the SEC now has what it needs. But yet we know the Ripple case is still pending. What's your thoughts here? Am I wrong about the way I'm thinking about this? Or are they, or are they no. Snake you're, 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 yeah, dude, they're being, uh, they're leaning towards like, uh, in favor of the SEC, I believe, right? I no. mean, yeah, it's a it's a key thing that they changed the verbiage, right? Instead of inherently a security, they're actually saying it's a security. But um, obviously, they have to say it's a security, or else he wouldn't be able to file any charges, right? You can't do securities fraud if they're not securities. So I don't think it's as big a deal as the article is making it. Um, again, it's leaning on the library case, right? So you have the kit case right? Which was the messaging service. That's kind of like Instagram that came out with their own cryptocurrency that lost the case. Library has recently lost, but the big one is going to be Ripple, right? That's really going to, um, you know, the article is acting as if it's a wrap, right? Like they have everything they need and they're going to be able to shut down exchanges. But um, I don't think that's the fact. I think that the Ripple case is just bigger than ever as far as the decision and what comes out of that. And it's going to affect things. But I do believe that Jackie's right, that they are going to try to go after exchanges. And what you're going to end up seeing is a mixture of exchange bank, right? That's how it's going to get regulated so that everybody knows that it's safe, so that we know that it's not an FTX. And then you're going to have the influx of money that comes in, whether it's the hedge funds or the retirement funds or all this money that's just waiting on the sideline to come into the markets. That's what they're going to wait for. But you're going to see a kind of conglomeration of bank exchange thing uh, where they're holding your cryptocurrency. You can buy cryptocurrency and you're also doing banking services. I think that's where we're going with it. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And I think it was a bit premature 
the way they use the library case as the, oh, yeah, this is the end-all, be-all. I think you're spot on. I don't think there's anywhere any truth to that at all. Jackie, did you have a comment? Yeah, I was just going to add on to that. That was like the a big thing that I had missed, um, which Gonzo, thank you for bringing that up. CBDCs. This is a big connection in bringing about CBDCs as well. All of those banks that, you know, will be the custodians of, of crypto in the future. Um, they're going to have, you know, their CBDC token, just like we kind of see now. I mean, with all the news coming about with them. Yeah. All right. So with that said, I'm going to hop in as we're running out of time here. We got so much news to get to still. Let's try to get to some good. We got some Ripple news here. Ripple. So Ripple, the SEC is begging them not to disclose the Hinman documents, threatens an appeal. Gonzo, let's see what the heck is going on here. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to highlight the article. It wouldn't let me. My computer started going nuts on me. But basically it says here, the SEC respectfully maintains that the Hinman speech documents are protected by privilege. Wait a minute. Didn't we just get a ruling that said it's not? But if these documents were to become part of the public record, the SEC would be foreclosed from making any such argument in the future on the uh, uh, in the future on appeal in the litigation or in other litigation, which would be highly prejudicial, prejudicial to the SEC. Um, so, and I want to get to there was one on the air where they mentioned here. Let's see, uh, I wouldn't let me highlight it too bad. Uh, it was Jeremy Hogan's comments where basically he was saying Gonzo that um, the SEC has already lost the ruling. The judge already said it is not privilege and these things need to be turned over. We know it's been turned over to ripple, but now the public wants to see him and the SEC is not letting us see in Gonzo. What's your thoughts here? Why is the SEC fighting this thing? Why won't they, what do they got to hide? What are they not wanting us to see here? Uh, whatever it is, it's a big deal, right? Cause if you notice the tone of anyone that works for Ripple and how they've been more vocal against the SEC, when did that start? It kind of coincided with once they were turned over those Bill Hinman emails. And I think whatever's in there is a big deal, right? And so I think they're holding that close to the vest and waiting to see how it plays out. But um, it's going to be interesting. I think eventually that's going to be released through a Freedom of Information Act. It might not be right now. But at some point, this case is going to resolve and all of that stuff's going to get released. Now, it might take some years and years uh, if we don't get some kind of weird leak, but it's going to be very interesting. Whatever is on there is not good for the SEC and it's not good for the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the judge, you're right. The judge has already ruled. It's already been turned over to Ripple. Ripple has already seen it. Uh, the only question is, when do we get to see it? You know, you touched on something. What I'm surprised, I ain't going to lie. I honestly thought they would have been leaked by now. You know, once these things start to get out there, you would think this would have been leaked. We know how high profile they are. And usually somebody slips them out the door. But in this case, apparently, man, who's ever got them is doing a good job. Of it, it must be so damning that that it's like the ace, like the ace of spades that they're waiting to play, right? That Ripple's just holding on to maybe to see how it plays out to see if we don't need it, then we won't cause any issues. We want to play nice. But if we need it, then we'll pull it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to keep moving because we have a few minutes left. I want to get to the last article. Um, so continuing on the good news path for Ripple, Jackie. Ripple to replace Swift, the newest GPI direct response here to ODL's expansion to over 40 more countries right now. So Ripple noted that the fiat-based RippleNet customers are upgrading. This is important upgrading to the ODL. And why is that so significant? What do we always say about the ODL guy? That's the on-demand liquidity for Ripple in Australia, Brazil, 
Singapore, the A, the UAE, and the UK, and the US. So we see here working working to help reduce cross-border payment friction through the real-time global payment settlement system, on-demand liquidity, ODL. The ODL has significantly been adopted worldwide, Jackie, with Ripple noting that over 40 new markets have been onboarded. Market strategists unanimously agree that XRP is significantly undervalued and perhaps suppressed by the SEC lawsuit. What's your thoughts on that, Jackie? Is XRP being suppressed because of this lawsuit? Is it undervalued or is it where it should be? It is definitely undervalued. Um, it This is... Oh, sorry. Were you... This is such a uh, big um, news article for people. Uh, we definitely need to pay attention to this as far as... Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I can't turn my ring off. No, you're totally fine. I was looking at something else and then I thought you were trying to say something. Um, no, you're good. You're good. All the, Just all mute the, yourself. No, you're good. All, all of the you know, the big stuff with, with Ripple, with XRP is this on-demand liquidity. Um, we're super excited to see more countries get on board with this and upgrade. That is key that you noted out there. Um, the fact that it's phrased that way is upgrading, that they're upgrading from Swift to this just says, you know, this is a better way to go. And all these countries are getting on board. Um, you know, banks and countries that, that hold off until the end, you know, it's going to be too bad. Um, so yeah, good to, good to see these types of things. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Yeah Bro Mike. It's your fault. You forgot to tell me to turn off my ringer today. Gonzo, when we continue down this article, Ripple's currently fighting the SEC in United States court and it's billing an overseas connection. It's been bill billing its overseas connection. The blockchain company recently noted that its ODL has been adopted by, get this, key financial players in Africa, Argentina, Belgium, and Israel. And at first I was like, okay, who cares? But this last sentence was like, wow. Moreover, most of these new markets are heavily dominated by, guess what? The SWIFT messaging system. How exciting is that to you to know that XRP, or I should say Ripple, is dominating these countries where the SWIFT system is, uh, you know, the main platform there? I, I, you know, I'm not surprised when you look at um, Ripple's business strategies. They kind of went away from like the X current, X rapid, and they consolidated. And now what they offer is RippleNet and now ODL, which is on-demand liquidity, which leverages XRP, right? And so they're very focused on that. And so they continue to bring on new and new partners. I mean, it's sky's the limit. I, I don't think we're going to get to the story, but when you talk about the XRPL and what the Flare Network is bringing in, it, it's basically, the Flare Network is basically bringing smart contracts to the XRPL. That's what it's going to do. And so I think that's going to be huge. Um, Tony Edwards did a, a great interview with the with the founder of Flare, um, Hugo, uh, and there was a lot of information there. So go check it out. But yeah, what the Flare Network's going to bring to XRPL, along with NFTs and everything else, the tokenization of assets, um, it's sky's the limit. And yeah, it's severely, severely not financial advice, but it's to me, it's underpriced, um, yep. and, and that's why you know we've been accumulating it. Yeah, no question about it. There in tones. Get this. He says the ODL's expansion into nearly 40 payout markets around the world, representing 90% of the foreign exchange market. The proof is in the pudding. Businesses can rely on crypto to deliver the speed, efficiency, security, and scalability required to complement our formerly purely fiat financial infrastructure at low cost. And, and that, my friend, is what I'm wondering 
why the SEC has slapped them in a lawsuit because it threatens the whole monetary system. But what's your thoughts uh, on this article, Tones? Any final words to wrap it up? Uh, well, here's how I feel. I feel like they're keeping it suppressed so that then the people who wanted to get into it could get into it and scare the 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 smaller people out. And that's kind of what's been happening. But this lawsuit, it kind of scared a lot of people out. And I feel like a lot of people have been scared to get back in because they don't know what's happening with this lawsuit. So I feel like as this is really, really good news, this is really, I think, going to help. And this shows what's happening with the crypto market. I mean, it shows that there's real benefits here because we have the speed, the transaction speed and all that delivery. So I think this will be really, really good news for the crypto market. All right. Well, with that said, folks, with that said, folks, if you haven't already, let me just get the intro running here one last time because I love this. Get all pumped up when that trailer runs. But Jackie, I'm going to kick it over to you to tell our our uh, our listeners what they can do to get ready for the to become a king and queen in the X royalty NFT project. Heck yeah! Thank you, um, guys. Go join the Discord, please, and then also uh, take a look into X royalty. We just launched our light paper, so if you're interested in the project, if you are interested with 3T Academy has to offer as far as, you know, events, um, virtual events, uh, our metaverse that's coming out, Met Academy, all of those fun things. We've got a lot of cool things coming down the road with this project. Um, and you will stay connected with us into the future. And so, yeah, we really hope to empower people through this project and, and just, you know, increase their knowledge, increase their connection with, with other like-minded individuals. So go join our discord guys. You know, we, we can't argue the fact, like we've all talked about this, that the Academy has totally and completely changed all of our lives. Like everyone that comes onto the show, that's been on the show, the Academy has completely and totally changed our lives. And so this project is just giving you access to that, right? To, so that it can help change your life. If you look at the light paper and everything, all the utility that it has with all the events, the conferences, there's even one, and it's a tier system, right? So there's even a chance of, of like being on the show with us. But um, it, it has, and I'm so grateful. And so, yeah, that's why I'm super excited about the project. Because it's yeah, going to help so many other people. That's where all of, I mean, all of the members of the teams now, um, you know, they started off coming to a conference. Like, you know, everyone started off coming to a conference or a retreat or an event and meeting in person. So super cool to see that. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's what's exciting to me about this whole thing is when you think about NFTs, a lot of them were just like scams, just photos, digital images, did nothing. This one truly has real utility. And my man, Michael Tullhill, loves to throw us under the bus every day. He never has anything good to say, but that's all right, Michael. I just wanted to let you know we still love you and thank you for watching the show every single day. We are not trying to sell or push anything on you. We're putting it out there and you are all uh, adults, grown adults, and you could decide whether you want to get into something or not. But in terms of the utility of NFTs on the X Royalty Project, it's so exciting, Jackie, because you can decide which utility you want. If you want a jacket you know, or a hat, you'd buy this level. If you want to be on the GMC show or meet with one of us, you buy that level. If you want to have private coaching you know, or meet, spend the weekend with Coach, 
you have that level. So it's really, really cool that you actually have true utility in this thing. So uh, with that said, folks, it is time to wrap it up. I'm sorry to say we are out of time, but I want to first of all, let me get the music going. I first of all want to just say, um, a Merry, I want to wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas, all of our uh, viewers out there. Whoops, a little loud. I also want to say thank you to NFT Tones. Thank you to Super G and thank you to Joyful Jackie. It's been wonderful. Hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you all next week. Merry Christmas. Snapple all the time. See you guys Monday. Merry Christmas, guys. A happy holiday. That's right. Get your shit together, baby. Let's Let's go. go. I really wish I could get the job.